Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by the Vibe of Thrive. And if you're looking at me now, I got this like big old smile on my face. Benny's smiling, Charles is smiling. We're all smiling. Why are we smiling, Benny? From ear to ear, 11-time World Series Poker Champion is joined and graced the Dr. Pat Show with us today. I'm I'm beside myself, really. I can't. There's he I would know. he would read me so quickly on how well I'm feeling right I now. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no contest. He's like, I'm all in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Benny, I'm, he ain't got nothing. Look no, at him. He's yeah. got a smile. Forget I'm all about in. It. They're all out. I know, right? <laughs> Phil Helmuth joining us here today. Phil, Phil, Phil. Welcome to the Doctor Pat Show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you on air, and you know, to just kind of you know listen. What is this like to listen to people like all giddy about you? <laughs> Well, I love it. I mean, you know, I mean, I love it when people are enthusiastic and, you know, are fans, and it's really cool, you know. So, yeah, I like that. Well, and, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, I mean, you know, this is, of course, we, we're looking at who you are and looking at what you're doing. But, I mean, you know, this is what, the 20th anniversary of, you know, your first World Series of Poker Championship. Um, you're the leader, uh, leading poker professional. And 19-plus, uh, as Benny said, top poker players share how the stories of how they broke into the game in your book, Deal Me In. And uh, in the book, Deal Me In, and you're, you're featured in all of this. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, does this seem surreal for you sometimes? You know what's crazy is that, you know, is that so many people come up to me on a daily basis and they say that I'm their idol or their all-time hero. And then that's something which you're like, wow, you know, you're mm-hmm. honored by that. And you try, to, mm-hmm. you try to shake their hand and give them a little bit of energy because that's a cool thing for somebody to say. But you hear it so often yeah. that I, I have to really try to make an effort to, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't blow it off, but, I mean, it becomes difficult because it, it is so surreal because people just stare at me everywhere I go, and, you know, and they, and they stop me, they ask for pictures, I mean, and autographs just all, it's just, it's really crazy. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, being an A-lister right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a bit surreal. And, and I'll tell you, I, I like it about 70% of the time. And then maybe 30% of the time, I'm ready to just <laughs> retreat to my, <laughs> retreat to my, get a little sleep, you know. Yeah, sometimes you hold them and sometimes you fold them, right? <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, you know, I never, I haven't had to wait in line at, mm. you know, any nightclub since 2003, or I don't have to wait in line at restaurants. And mm-hmm. There's, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, you go into a restaurant, and, you know, they say, well, you, you can't get into this place for three months, and then, you know, and my assistant will call and say, well, still, we'll need the reservation an hour. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, enthusiastic to have me on top of it. So it, it does get a little surreal, and... uh but you know, I think I think I deal with it pretty well. Yeah, uh, I, I always think find you do the too. autograph. I think you do too. And I wanted to I wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, there is a lot you're involved with. I mean, you're taking time out of a very busy schedule to join us here today, and so obviously you're motivated to tell a story. And I wanted to ask you to share that story with our listeners. 
Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, what's exciting is we have this book out, and you can only get it at PokerBrat.com. And, uh, you know, PokerBrat.com has my hats and my shirts and my clothing line, and that's really taking off. But now we have this book, and now we're getting sales. And we expect sales on another level. And uh, it's called Deal Me In, and it's the story of the top 20 greatest poker players in the world, how they broke into the game. And uh, I don't think that very many people could have done this book because you had to have all 20 players sign releases, you know, and, you know, and I had to make everybody happy, and, uh, and it's just, so it's in their own words, it's just a really cool book, Daniel Negrani wrote his own chapter, you know, some of the stories are so amazing, you have Phil Ivey, who, you know, is, is gambling a million or two million dollars at craps in a single session now, and you think, wow, he's a little, you know, he's out there, seems <laughs> maybe a little bit reckless. But then you read a story, and he just worked his way to the top. He had a great work ethic and really good, great money management. And you're like, wow. And so you talk in some of the stories, you know, uh, of how these people got to the top are just so interesting. You have people like Eric Seidel and Howard Letter and Annie Duke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they came out of New York City. You have me out of Wisconsin. You have Doyle Brunson out of Texas. It is Texas Hold'em. You have, you know, one of the greatest Internet players of our time out of, you know, New Jersey. Yes. Um, Duan. I know. Sir. You have, you know, uh, Devilfish who's stomping all over England and Wales and getting in fights, and his story's pretty entertaining. And then you have you have Annette, you know, Obastrot, who's not 21 yet, all right? But she won the World Series of Poker Europe when she was 18, she had a million dollars in her account by the time she was 17. You know, these stories are just so wild. And it's in, it's in this book. It's all in this book. Deal me in. It's not about strategy, but you learn a lot about what it takes to, to get from A to Z in the poker world in this book. And uh, deal me in at pokerbrat.com. Uh, yeah, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, the, book, the website is pokerbrat.com. Just write that down, and you can go there, and you can find out more information about the book. Uh, and the stories. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, Phil. I mean, you know, there are, there are misconceptions about poker players. And, uh, and I shared a story with you earlier that, uh, you know, when I was like eight years old, we used to go to Joe Maggio's basement and he had the roulette wheel, the poker, the chips and the whole thing. And that's how I learned about poker. So I didn't learn it from a place of the way it's represented in the media. I learned it from a place of a couple kids hanging out, playing some cool games. How did we get from a couple of kids hanging out, playing cool games, to this huge misconception we have about poker players. And that really became obvious on The the uh, Apprentice this year. Well, I mean, you have to you have to take what Joan Rivers says with a grain of salt. I mean, she's, mm. she's saying, you're a poker player. <laughs> well, I could just easily have said, you're a comedian, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You I mean, should have on. you should have text message Annie yeah. on that. Yeah, that would have been a great comeback. You're a <laughs> yeah. poker player. You're a comedian. Well, all right, you know. I mean, come on. I do think the one thing that I really disliked about Celebrity Apprentice, and I love that show, and I watched every minute of yeah. it. Of course, Annie being, I mean, it seemed like the show was pretty rigged, and even at you know at the Apprentice website, the numbers came in eighty-seven percent said Annie should have won clearly. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what was going on there, but I know this. I feel like uh, I feel like Annie has perfect ethics and integrity. Mm-hmm. And in our business, 
this isn't this isn't business where you can do something wrong and move on to the next city or the next deal and not run into somebody again. This is poker. Mm-hmm. We remember, and so if you have perfect honor and ethics in our industry, it means that you've done everything right for 20 years. And Annie's really, whatever else you want to say about Annie, she's very highly respected as far as having ethics and integrity. And so I didn't like the fact that Joan was hinting around about ethics and integrity, and I don't know her story. So, well, you know, I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know how you go from poker player to calling somebody white trash. I hate that term, by the way. You know, I, I really do. I don't know how we come up with some of these terms and and, and how brutal we are to people here, yeah, It's Phil. a cheap shot, really. It's a, it's a huge... You know, but, but poker's riding high, and, you yeah. know, I mean, there's, there's, it's going to take some shots. We're like the number three watch sport in the world right totally. now. Totally. In the country. Amazing. And, I mean, you know, we've become big stars worldwide. I mean, if I go to Israel and land, you know, I'm going to get recognized walking up the street, you know, ten times every street. And if I go to... You know, Russia, the same thing. And so it's really made us big, you know, stars. And I think that there's going to be some backlash there. And Joan Joan Rivers led some of that backlash. And that's okay. We're in a heavyweight title fight here. And And honestly, uh, think about it, Phil. I'm having the first poker party that I've had in 20 years. (laughs) So you guys are doing something right. (laughs) What do you think? uh, What do you think people will want to take away most from the book? What inspires you most, uh, you know, about putting this book together, having this book here and people getting it in their hands? Because there are many life lessons in these stories, by the way. You know, this is a book about poker, but it's beyond that. It's way beyond that. Yeah, it's very inspirational. And you see how people dealt with ups and downs. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, Johnny Chan, 16 years old, has made money, you know, playing in Houston. And then he decides that, to, you know, playing poker at his parents' restaurant, and he decides that he wants to come to Vegas. And mm-hmm. so he shows up with, like, $10,000. And, of course, they don't check his ID because he has money. He makes a point about that. And he loses all his money within an hour, and he you know, walks downtown, but he finds a poker game, mm-hmm. you know. And the next trip back, he, you know, he runs his money up playing poker. And, uh, you know, and, and then to see what he had to deal with as someone who's Chinese, with Chinese parents, you know, and the way that he had to, the way that he had to say, I'm going to become a professional poker player. And mm-hmm. like, if you leave this house, you'll never come back. Well, you know, Johnny won the world championships by the time he was 27, I think. And mm-hmm. so, you know, parents now, when he he said from then on, when he went back to town, his dad couldn't wait to say, hey, you remember my son Johnny, <laughs> the world <laughs> champion of poker? <laughs> you want his autograph. What was your, I wanted to ask you this question, Phil. I shared a story of my first game of poker. I wanted to ask you, when was your first game of poker and what were the situations around it? Well, I mean, one thing that gave me the drive that I have to succeed is I have four younger brothers and sisters, So, and they all had better grades than me, and they all seemed to do better athletically than me, so I had to hang on to something, <laughs> so I had to be able to beat them all at games. And so whatever games we played, I studied a lot. I really worked hard on the tactics and playing the game perfectly, and I suppose that's where my temper tantrums rose up from is, if my brothers or sisters ever threw, like, a lucky roll to beat me, you know, at a game of whatever, or maybe they caught a lucky card to make a straighter flush, and be like, oh, that's just so unbelievable. You weren't supposed to make that play. And <laughs> and that gave them enormous satisfaction to beat me, as it does the people, you know, these mm-hmm. days. 
Mm-hmm. And so I started playing poker a long time ago with my neighborhood friends and with my family. And uh, my first professional game, I just stumbled on at the Memorial Union and Madison, Wisconsin. This is the place, man, where you can smoke pot in the open, <laughs> but, but they don't want you. Good years ago. But they didn't want you to, you know, gamble. Right, exactly. Because so, <laughs> those two don't go hand in hand, of course. No, so we had, right, no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not a drug guy, but, but we used to play with these, you know, the old days you used to play with these, like, red, white, and blue plastic chips, you know the ones I'm talking about? I, t- I have my first set! <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> you mean so, I'm not we, supposed to use those now, Phil? <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to use those, so, but we used Austrian coins, and we played a game called Hold'em, so they didn't really know we were gambling, and uh, and that's kind of, you know, where my first, I guess, professional game was, although it was maybe a $10 buy-in way back when. <laughs> uh, you know, I know you've got to run. Thank you for joining us here today. But I've got, a, I've got one more question for you. And, you know, it's kind of this question that I, that I hope the book and I hope what you're doing, I hope we move beyond it. And that is the misconception about poker players. We just touched on it a little bit. But I wanted to ask you, is there one thing that someone might say about poker players that would just have the hair on your back stand up? Well, I don't like it when, I don't like it when anybody's, I don't like it when these players' integrity is in question because, you know, 80% of these players, or maybe 90, 85%, have, have done everything perfectly when it comes to ethics and integrity. And, and we don't, you know, if I loan someone sitting across the table from me, you know, there's a whole group of guys throughout my life, they say, they say throw me $50,000, and I'll just throw the chips over there, boom, here's 50. And I don't think twice about it, and I think that in real society what people do is they write a contract for a loan and all this BS, you know? <laughs> and, I just, and I just say, well, when can you pay me? And they say, oh, later today, boom, there's 50000 And that's the kind of integrity that the top players have where you don't even have to question their work for fifty or $100,000. And so I don't think that there are a lot of misconceptions about poker players out there. I really don't. I think that ESPN has shown the personalities, and, and I think that, you know, I think Joan Rivers has personally, uh, you know, dealt us a little blow. Mm. But I think that, you know, well, I do bristle when I hear some of the stuff that's said. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, people, the average person watching that just really, you know, they got it. Because, you know, part of what you're watching is you're just watching how absolutely pristine Annie's business acumen is. I mean, it's amazing. Benny, you wanted to... Well, I was just going to say, you know, for for Phil and where he's coming from is he's been doing what's so-called the grind. I mean, the big-time players from way back, and, you know, and he's listed many of these great, you know... Fabulous people in his book, you know, you know the Bron- the Doyle Bronsons. You know, what is your real take on like the online celebs? You know, they're kind of making their way. Do yeah, you think that's they a great really question. deserve to be in those seats where you have earned, obviously, from all the bracelets you won. I mean, what's your not super fast, but you know, your take on the online guys? Well, I think that I think that you know, I think that um, what happens is uh, some of these online guys are good stories. I think. Look, it's about television mm-hmm. to a certain degree, right? I mean, ESPN wants rating, NBC wants ratings, and so they pit old school against new school. So they know when they have the heroes of the Internet playing against me and Daniel Negreanu right. and Phil Ivey and Doyle Brunson mm-hmm. and some of the other great players, Chan, Eric Seidel, mm-hmm. they know when they put those guys against us 
that people are going to watch. Sure. And so, as some of these guys have truly, you know, earned that spot, they've earned that shot, because if you start with, like, no money and you win $10 million on the Internet sitting in your living room, that is, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I mean, you have to give that player some respect. Sure. And so... We don't mind competing against those guys, and uh, and I think it's good for television rating. Mm-hmm. Um, did they really earn their spots? Uh, you know, so far, no. But but no one's you know proclaiming them to be great. We've mm-hmm. had internet players that were supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, and lo and behold, you know, nine months later they're broke. I've had yeah. guys tell me this is the greatest player ever. He won three million on the internet. He played in the biggest games. He crushed them. And then two or three of those guys, you're like, well, where is he? Oh, well, he's broke now. He disappeared back home for a while. Well, I have to tell you, I am looking forward to your autobiography, Poker Brat. I know it's coming out in 2010. <laughs> One of the things, or a few of the things people don't know about you, Phil, and I want to, I want to mention them because I think it's important, is that, well, you know, you, you contribute. You contribute to Habitat for Humanity. You contribute to to charitable contributions. And by the way, you know, people don't know, you've given away all of your uh, WSOP bracelets to family and friends, exception of the first. I've so, done that. And the other thing I'm kind of proud of, is yeah. that, you know, is that I've never cheated on my wife in, what is it, 20 years now. We're almost 20 years we've been together. And, mm. you know, it gets tougher and tougher. I, I'm a man, I admit it. <laughs> you know, it gets tougher and tougher when these models are... They, they they see this persona of this bad boy, and so, but I'm proud of that, you know, and I mean, I, I'm a family guy, and uh, I spend, mm-hmm. you know, I don't live in Las Vegas like the other top 50 players in the world. I'm the the, 40, the 50th, you know, the one out of 50 that lives still in Northern California with his wife and kids, and so... You know, I mean, I, I would like people to remember that I'm a family man. First. Well, I, I do remember that. I will remember that. And with your two boys. And, you know, what do you say to your boys? You know, how do you describe your profession? Well, my boys are getting a lot older now. So yeah. they see it. Their friends see me on TV all the time. And, you know, and now, of course, you can YouTube all my antics. So, nice. you know, <laughs> their friends are well-versed in what Phil has done. And I think it's a little embarrassing for my kids. Yeah. My dad can call your dad out. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're waiting for. <laughs> your dad just threw a temper yeah. tantrum on <laughs> Yes, he has. <laughs> Oh, and I, I have a, I really, I have something I want to ask for. I want to ask you for something, Phil. Okay? okay. I would love to interview your wife. <laughs> uh, she, it's possible that she would, it's possible she would do a radio interview. Yes. Because yesterday she was pitched on, they want to do a show about the wives of the most famous gamblers. And totally. I, I would love to do is, that. A doctor, and she's like, uh, she's gone a long ways out of her way to avoid press, and she gets mad when ESPN shows her. I'm like, honey, they've shown you like 10 minutes in like 40 hours of Phil coverage. You know, I mean, they've, they've requested. So, I mean, basically, she has a deal with the producers where they won't show her very much, and she even gets mad when she's shown for 30 seconds. So she's kind of the anti-Phila. I love a little <laughs> That's probably little why you guys are together. Phil, thank you so much for joining us. Do, do you want to share a personal message with folks today? Oh, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that, I think that people out there that are listening to this, you know, should, 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 should think big in life, you know, mm-hmm. and go for things. And, you know, one of the things that I do is I write down, you know, I write down my goals 
on my bathroom mirror, I have two things, my goals, and the other thing that I like to write down is my blessings. And so when I get up in the morning, I see what I'm intending to do over the next few years. And so that gets me a little focused. And then I read my blessings, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And so I'm in a good mood. And so that's kind of a trick that I use that I think, you know, that I, that I love to share because I think if, it, if I help, if I can help a couple million people, uh, then that's a, that's, that's, the benefits come back to me and, and, uh, and society. Wow. Phil, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This is a powerful story. For those of you that think you're down and out, these stories will change your life. And we're looking forward to having you back when your autobiography comes on, Phil. Thank you so much. It's PokerBrat.com is the website. PokerBrat.com is the website. For more information about The Dr. Pat Show, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. I just want to leave with one thing. I want to see the Poker Brat go against... Mike the Mouth, Mattisau. That's 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 a, that's a battle in itself, right there. There's no poker being played. It's just the two of them going at it. Okay, you heard it Mike first. Mike has Phil. a good heart. Mike has a good heart, and he has an autobiography that's just come out called "Check Raising the Devil." Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's mad that I didn't put him in my book. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you how you're living the life now, not doing that. <laughs> no, he because I was over at his house like two nights ago watching the Lakers game. Because uh-huh. I mean, he, he has a good heart. Actually, he's a good yeah. guy. And so, so I mean, whenever I'm with him and I'm with a player that's in the book, I'm like. Well, you know that Lane Flack's in the book, right, Mike? And then that just drives Mike nuts. <laughs> how could Lane get? How could Lane make it in there? And I'm like, well, well, Lane has six world championships, Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go back to the game. You know, you know what I feel coming on, Phil, and I hope you're open to this. Uh, having the both of you on to do a radio show oh, with the both of you guys. What do you think about that? Can you think about that for a little bit? <laughs> okay, you got it. I'll tell my. I'll okay. tell my people. My people will call your people. Tell your people, <laughs> and then tell his people, and let's set it up. We will have a blast. Thank you, Phil, so much for joining us here today. Have a good one, guys. You too. Talk. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. You heard it first, Benny. What <laughs> are you thinking? I-, I want that battle. I really want the mouth versus the book, the poker brat. That's Phil, that's the game of games. I think Phil's still on the line. I think it, I hope we're not. Phil, I hope we're not making you kind of weirded out with the show, are we? No, no I love it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot of fun, and I want to thank you so much for doing what you're doing because I have to tell you, as as a girl growing up, and I don't know if uh, you know Annie covers this in in the book or not, but as a girl growing up, you aren't really allowed to say that you played poker. And you certainly couldn't, in, in my lifetime, you couldn't sit around the table when the relatives were playing. Even as I grew up as a teenager, you know, it wasn't okay for you to sit there. Um, you could watch, but you couldn't play. So I had to settle for Joe's basement, but I'm okay with that. Times I'm okay with that. Times are changing. So there you go. I'm ready to play. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much. And, and please give your wife a heads up, okay? Okay, have a good one. You too. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Bye.